When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Yeah, good evening. This is Last Word on Spurs on Love Sport Radio. Tottenham Hotspur fan show the night after. Uh, wow, wow, wow. What, what a result. What an event. What a result. What a spectacle at Wembley. And uh, yeah, we've got three of, uh, of Spurs' finest. Not quite single, but you know, I, I don't really know how to explain it. But available. Available this evening. We've, we've got three of the finest uh, uh, voices to um to, to come on and talk about yesterday's win delighted to welcome on jason mcgovern jace how's it going not too bad mate yeah thrilled thrilled to bits last night i bet so i bet good night a good night lock the wife away no tonight. cheese no L- cheese lock, lock the wife away tonight <laughs> doing she's, the driveway she's, she's locked away that's for sure bleeding the radiators <laughs> he's got to do he's got to do something this evening chris cowlin's in the building hello yeah you're off home to a load of cassettes yeah Roof cassettes. Not not Jace's. And Jamie from Daily Hotspur. Now, I'm not sure what mm. Jamie's dating history is, but I'm going to say tonight we should we should look to potentially become Why matchmaker. Not? Why not? And, and see if they're, um, well, if, if they're... Well, if they're any nice, you know, Tottenham Hotspur supporting ladies out there or men or whatever you, your preference it. is, um, give us a call. 0208 725 If you can provide us with a date for, for Jamie from Daily Hotspur, <laughs> we will very, very much appreciate it. Let's start, though, by looking back at yesterday's win. Spurs 3, Borussia Dortmund 0. 
Um, and Jace has got the uh, Jace got the back page of the sun there, Jace, and you're just examining it. You know, what a bit of bring me sunshine in your smile. It Go was, for it. Uh, T- tell me, what was it all about? It was absolutely fantastic night, wasn't it? Um, you know, in our in our modern history, I suppose since since Andalect, mm. it's got to be right up there. Madrid last year was was a fantastic night, but um, last night being the knockout round. Mm. Just, just the way we, we that second half was just unbelievable. Second half, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And you just look at that and think, even with a few players missing, my God, we are a really good side, and and real pride from that performance. Well, people go on about Harry Kane being missing, Deli Ali going missing. Um, you know, you know, not not being there. Um, it was just a superb performance and one of the performances that we will remember for a very, very long time. And. Uh, a lot of Tottenham fans um, don't really like Wembley, but we've had some really good times there. Um, you know, beating Real Madrid last night and um, Arsenal home win, Liverpool win. You know, the, the, we've had a lot of very good times there, a lot of memorable times. So we should all remember those great times at Wembley, you know, being away from home. Mm. And for sure, I think it was just nice in the game swinging our favour. Of course, last year it was obviously a huge disappointment at this stage of the competition where um, obviously... Juventus came out second half and um, and completely turned the game on its head. So for us to have done it uh, this year and have done it against a side that's top of the Bundesliga uh, was just really great to see how far we've come in just a year. I mean, generally, there, there were some excellent performances all around mm. the pitch. Mm. I've got to say, Vertonghen and Alderweireld put on a yeah. defensive masterclass. And, and what Vertonghen was doing up there to score that goal, what a finish! Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the initial cross for, for Sonny's goal was a was yeah. well, it wasn't a cross, was it? It's, a cross doesn't doesn't do it justice, really. Just to call it a cross, it what a one ball. one man in the box. He was the only man to pick out. Son's movement to, pick out to, Sons to get on the perfectly. end of it and the and finish. He, exactly, and, you know he's come up against one of a. I thought I had a quite good game. There's uh, Zagadu from from Dortmund who who had a decent game. I thought, but yeah, I mean the cross to pick him out was just fantastic. And I think um, playing Yamatong in there seems to be a bit of a masterstroke, really. Um, I think obviously he played left wing back last night. Obviously not usual position, but um, I think obviously. Dortmund's main threat was um, obviously going to be Jaden Sancho so I think it was really sensible it was obviously we were without a left back so we were wondering maybe would um, Aurier or, or Trippier maybe maybe go on that uh, on the left hand side but um, to put Yamatong and obviously a really astute defender up against Jaden Sancho and I thought although I thought Jaden Sancho did still look a threat I think we kind of nullified him and I think that that was from uh, Yamatong and really been just fantastic so it's weird actually because when the when the team got announced I was actually disappointed that Danny Rose weren't in the team mm. I think most people were yeah, yeah. You, so most yeah I mean obviously were. he was injured so I mean obviously I think he got a gash in his leg against um, Leicester so yeah it was a shame but obviously yeah Danny Rose uh, obviously been fantastic so yeah it'd be interesting I think I know a lot of the question is who where do we go now do we now keep the tongue in there or or is it Rose that we go to when we return? I, I always talk about football being fine margins and Pochettino made a big thing, didn't he, at the weekend of, of having to play Dortmund so close to the Leicester game and that we mm. didn't have the 24 hours notice or extra time. He said, I think if Danny Rose had had the extra 24 hours, Danny Rose would have played. Yeah. And so actually it's turned out in our favour that Vertonghen mm. puts in that. Yeah. And that is, you know, Hugo's save right on half time yeah, yeah, you sure. go in 1-0 a minute into the second half you're 1-0 up again it's tiny margins sometimes exactly, that exactly. defines these games and, and last night they, they were our, they definitely went our way and it was, mm. a, it was a buzzing night wasn't it that's for sure but we could probably pick out um, you know 
a lot of the, the, the players' individual performances because of Hugo Lloris, you're right, he, he kept us in the game, um, did exactly the same Leicester at the weekend and mm. uh, he's, had a, he's, he's had a really good week, Hugo Lloris. Another liability player, isn't well. he? <laughs> well, we're taking your calls this evening. 0208 70 20 558. Uh, Paddy's playing some love songs this evening as well. He's dusted off the old seven-incher. We've got the LPs out and uh, I'll tell you something. I mean, we're, we're going to be bringing out some proper love songs classics one man that knows his way around a love song and potentially a greek band as well is mr ricky Sachs. he joins us on the line now how are you rick hello chaps how are you oh my god we're not doing doing? transfers yet mate (laughs) (laughs) i had to call in chaps obviously just my back of that performance i'm gutted i couldn't be there with you tonight but i mean just to reflect on it i know we should get carried away three nils an unbelievable scoreline but the back of my mind i'm still not allowing myself to believe that we're there yet in the quarterfinals because there's still a massive job to do in Dortmund. I suppose the question I've got for the lads really is did they see that coming? Because I think the first half was a really even game and Pochettino tweaked out half-time. Fantastic way that he tweaked those tactics and he even mentioned to the players the way he reviewed video footage with the guys at half-time to them, look, this is a job, this is what we're here to do. And the way that I say in that second half we came out, I mean, that was the ruthless I've seen Spurs in years. And I, I think I love what Jay said that that performance is right up there with Madrid, the way we played that night. And Wembley, I think Chris said it as well, you know, we've had some great games there. And that just follows on from you know, another wonderful, wonderful night at Wembley. I don't think any of us, sorry, sorry, Chris. I don't think any of us were expecting it, of course. I think it was just, um, it was certainly, it was one of our best performances uh, Certainly, probably under under the reign of Pochettino, it kind of in the first half, it kind of started off um, felt as though you know both teams were missing uh, two of their key attacking players. Obviously, for Dortmund, it was uh, Alcacer and Royce, their two top scorers. So it really kind of felt like a a game where in the first half it was um, two teams that were missing their best players. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, just something that maybe we've criticised Pochettino for the past in the past is. Um, his ability to change the game and um, obviously absolutely passed that test with flying colours yesterday. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the Tongan's performance, you always think it was 21. The way he was absolutely <laughs> lambasting down that wing, he was incredible. And then the midfielder, Sissoko and Winksy. I mean, Sissoko, mm. we spoke about on the show in the week that he's got to be up there for player of the season. Jason Lorente, can we pay him whatever he wants now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Fernando Lorente just, you know, comes straight on, makes a defensive header, clears a ball, goes up, scores scores two minutes later as well. And and it's like I said, what do people want from your backup striker? There was a, a great stat, I think one of the people sent in to you, that um, I think goals and assists this year, I think Keynes is every 98 minutes, Sonny is every 86 minutes, and Fernando Lorente is every 65 oh. minutes. <laughs> And yet, you know, people still do this bleep, 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 yeah. useless stuff for him. And it's it's crazy. But, but you know, as you said, the contributions from so many last night. Toby was, yeah. had an excellent game. Yan was, well, just as, as good a game as Yan's had through the midfield. Sonny, absolutely fantastic again. It was just a, a night of real pride for us all. It was yeah. Go on, Sorry. Sorry, Ricky. Uh, yeah, Chris. Um, I was just going to say, the, the first half, uh, we only actually had one shot on target, which was uh, from mm. Sonny. And then, of course, uh, Pochettino changed it um, second half. And it was a great time to score that first goal, you know, just two minutes after the break. And uh, it just really set us up. And uh, I expected us to win. And I, and I just think it's so important to win that first game at home because... I even said to my dad next to me, um, you know, this when we were one nil up, I thought 
you know, it's it's got like the 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 sort of Chelsea feel to it, like the whole semi-final thing, um, you know, and then them winning two-one, um, you know, there. Uh, but it's a great lead, three-nil to go to mm. to Dortmund. Um, you know, I know some people have said on on social media, you know, can we muck this up? Um, surely not. You know, when you take a three-nil lead. Um, and, you know, they, they are leaders of the German Bundesliga and they've only lost once this season in the league. It is one hell of a, a performance in that second half and, uh, as I say, one one we'll always remember. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I say, we can't ask any more than what we've done. To go there with a 3-0 lead, you'd like to think Spurs can't throw this away, but it is Spurs. But I'd like to think if we can get an early goal out there, that kills the game straight away. Yeah. So, much to play for. And I was gutted a couple of weeks ago to go out of both cups. But to be honest with you, I'll set up a Champions League and Premier League. I'll go to the double. <laughs> Rick, Ricky, what, what's, what's going on on Valentine's night tonight, pal? Nothing much. We're house hunting at the moment. So that's hence the reason why I couldn't be there tonight. I mean, like, we're nine years down the line now. Eh? So, you know, it's a love affair. Rubbish, problem, rubbish. You know? You're out having a romantic meal, doing <laughs> all the lovely things whilst, whilst three hardcore Spurs fans are in here thinking we're putting football first. <laughs> all right, Jace. All right, Jace. <laughs> uh, Ricky, any 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 love song recommendations? Of course, Paddy's uh, Paddy's going to be playing some your some of the requested tracks a little bit later on. Anything that you'd uh, you'd like to dedicate to the future, Mrs. Sachs? Oh, that's a good one. That is a very good question. Um, bit of Bruno Mars. I think I want to marry you. Is that the one? Should we go a bit of Bruno Mars? Is that a bit too, that's a bit too over the top, isn't it? Let's go with let's go with a bit, a bit of the in the air tonight, Phil Collins. Yeah, but do you know, mate? Do you know how long the intro is on that? We haven't got that long much <laughs> after the point. Come on, Rick, have a word with yourself. Pa- anyway, Paddy's a genius. You'll work it out. Yeah, so, something like that. Something like that. Ricky, thank you very much for your call this evening. Uh, Mick, I can see you've called us in. We will be bringing you on after a short pause. 0208 70 Our Spurs contenders for this year's UEFA Champions League. We want to hear from you. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Yeah, that one is uh, it's going out to John at JBear67. It is, of course, the Beatles with uh, Here Comes the Sun. I mean, Jace was been he's been listening to that one since 70, 76? 76, yeah, 76, yeah, he's been listening to that one since 76. Lovely choice, John. Lovely choice. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Mick, you, uh, you, you, you've given us a, uh, a bell in. You want to talk Spurs, I think. Alternatively, it's, uh, it's Valentine's Day stories, pal. No, I think we'll forget uh, Valentine's Day. I think I'll talk Spurs, please. Well done, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Crack on, mate. Crack on. The air's the yours. Okay, then. I'll just kind of ring up and say, yeah, I feel the Champions League's a possibility. I, I don't think we're the, probably the best team uh, currently left in the competition. 
was was certainly uh, in there with a chance and to win anything you need a bit of luck. I was at the game last night and uh, first half was uh, no difficult and I thought uh, uh, Borussia looked a very good side. The second half we showed lots of qualities and once again it showed what a great manager we have and how lucky we are to have him. I think the manager takes huge credit for last night. You know, when the team sheet came out, there's always the uh, supporters will do the criticisms of why is he a left back? That became an inspired choice, didn't it? But that that first half when everyone was, when you trawl through the, the the social media after a game or something, and you see people, well, this this should happen and make this change, and Vertonghen should go back here, and he shouldn't be playing there, and that you know, ninety nine percent of fans would have ripped everything to pieces on the back of that first half. Mm. Pochettino pretty much stayed with the same, and then we 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 saw the results of that, and and even though there was a couple of tweaks at half time, you know what people maybe don't always understand is. It can look a tweak at half-time, but it may be a case that the players do in the second half what they were told to do in the first half, but don't do. And and that can sometimes happen. And maybe some of Dortmund's players didn't do in the second half what they were told to do in the first half. It, it can be things like that as well. But uh, Pochettino deserves a huge amount of respect last night. And I think he said after the game, didn't he, when he on his interview... Sometimes supporters will have their opinions, but we see what they're doing in training. We know the instructions we give them, but you only see the perception of the 90 minutes, whereas we've had them all week. And I think as fans, you have to understand that. Yeah, It's funny, actually. Um, over the last few weeks, obviously, we went out of the League Cup and the FA Cup, and it was a, it was a dreadful time for all of us. You know, we all felt it. But this last, you know, few weeks, the the four the four games, um, you know, we've won every single one of them. Sonny's uh, scored in every one of them as well. Um, they've all been at Wembley, and um, it's just given um, everyone a huge lift. And it just you just realise as a Spurs fan how important it is for all of us to be in the Champions League. And nights like last night, the atmosphere. Um, the feeling, you know, beating, um, you know, one of the top teams um, in Europe, um, you know, top of the the, the German league, and it, you just real, you just realise how important it is for a club like Tottenham Hotspur yeah. to be in the Champions League year in year out. Mm. I think what most impressed me last night was just um, obviously the players that have come in, you know, the the midfield of uh, Sissoko and Winks, the way that. You know, how many managers would have given those two players a chance? And obviously, they're really flourishing now. Obviously, I think it just shows how good a coach that um, Pochettino is. I think another one would be Foyf. You know, how many managers would have given him a, him a chance? So I think it's just fantastic to see that obviously he's you know he's been thrown a number of injuries. He Obviously, no signings, but, you know, he's used what he's got. Um, and, and just to see Sissoko and Winks' performance yesterday, an area where everyone thought we needed to strengthen, and they were just sensational yesterday. Mick, do, yeah. do you want to add to that? Yes, I would. I mean, what I like about, I find ironic, is is all this um, thing that we have to spend, we have to do that, and then you get uh, the pundits saying English players, or no one brings players through, and you got, you know, uh, people at Man City lose their young players and Hudson Zoy might leave Chelsea. And when you get a, a manager who's prepared to develop players like Harry mm. Winks and potentially um, Skippy in the future, they get slagged off for not spending uh, millions yeah. of pounds and, and uh, then they bar their path. And you can't have it both ways. You either prepare to develop talent and look at, take a long-term view or you're not. But... Uh, 
I've been, um, you know, I've had opinions in the past where I thought that maybe things are not right at the club and leave you spending policy and so on and so forth. But over a period of time, and come around to apology, I think we've got it right. Now, it's obviously, it's, it's a results business, and it's a game of fine margin. If you look at the job Pochettino's doing, how he develops players, and I thought one fight last night was magnificent. Um, but Tottenham was man of the match. But for a young centre-back who's hardly ever played, on the ball and whatever, and bringing these players through is just unbelievable. And uh, I think we've got to stick with that policy, you know, through thick and thin. If we have a few thin times, he's done more than enough to show that he knows what he's doing. Um, so, basically, that's all I've got to say. That's spot on. Well... We appreciate your calling, Mick. We mm. really, really do, Bal. And, uh, well, I hope you have a, a great night, whatever you get up to. It's Love Sport Radio with last word on Spurs. 0208702558. We are taking your calls for song requests. They've got to be love songs that love. What they've got to be? Love. Love. Love? Love? Yeah. Love songs, mate. Love songs. O two O eight seventy twenty five five eight. Paddy's standing by to take your call. Uh, love songs. Plus, are Spurs going to go on and win the Champions League? Would you make of last night's performance and uh, what needs to happen in the second leg? Give us a bell. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Yeah, that's another uh, another great song request from Ravin. The Mac Band, Roses Are Red. Thank you very much for giving us that. Um, now let's uh, just turn our attention very quickly to the Europa League, where Arsenal are in action this evening. 72 minutes gone this evening at the... Uh, uh, does anyone know what the Bate Borisov Stadium is called? No? No? Oh, fair enough. Uh, it's called the Borisov Arena. Um, which is a great name, in my uh, in my opinion. Uh, but it's currently Bate Boris of one Arsenal nil. So we'll keep you up to date with uh, everything that goes on there. Our, uh, Chelsea are also in action this evening in the Europa League. They are in Sweden to take on Malmo, and uh, very quickly, it's a strong side from. Um, from from uh, Mauricio Sarri, Kepa is in guards a bat line of Aspila, Quetta, Christensen, David Luiz and Emerson with Kovacic, Georgina and Barclays in the midfield and the front three of William Giroud and Pedro. Of course, Chelsea coming off the back of a 6-0 defeat at the hands of Manchester City. We are taking you with calls this evening, 0208 at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or at Last Word on Spurs on Twitter. Twitter going to carry on with more of your requests. Buzzer has tweeted and sent amusing looking back on Tottenham Hotspur Twitter the next day. Some fans made to look very silly. Could see uh, Poch went out to not concede early and keep it tight. Tweak second half worked brilliantly and all 13 players were outstanding. Absolutely, they were from, you know, right the way through the sides. Mm. And 
I think we got another a question here that, that picks up um, from Alex Wall that said, really mature performance, patient. Poch got the tactics spot on. I know Yan was unreal, but maybe a word for Serge Aurier. Thought he was excellent. Mm. And the ball for Yan on a plate. And Aurier, I thought, first first 10 minutes looked a little bit yep. Yep. looked a little bit dodgy. I think gave a couple of sloppy balls away. But again, Aurier hasn't played too much lately, has no, he? No. A few weeks without a game. But he grew into it, became more mm. solid. I think his pace down the side against yeah. Pulisic was, was yeah, really sure. important. And then, as you the cross, we, most of us would say the, the, the main trippier. Yeah. Yeah, thing that Trippier's got crossing, is his delivery yeah, yeah, is the cross, sure. yeah. but Oria's cross is better than anything Trippier's yeah. put in all year. It was a, and it was equally as as valuable as Yan's mm. cross. I mean, it's not that's not the first. I know I, I can, from what I can recall, it's not the first time he's done that either. Yeah, so um, yeah, really impressed with Oria actually yesterday. Um, obviously, we you know we've obviously mentioned it many times before about how um, fullbacks are our biggest weakness. But uh, yesterday, I thought that they were pretty much crucial for us yesterday. Obviously, we've mentioned how good Yamatong was, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously. Aurier gets a lot of criticism, um, but yesterday I think he was really, really crucial for us yesterday. So, yeah, really, really pleased with how he played. Let's go to the lines. Brock is, uh, has called us from Ohio, I believe. Happy Valentine's Day, Brock. Oh, well, thank you, guys. Hey, and first and foremost, just wanted to say big fan of the show. I'm a new listener this year from September. I haven't missed one since, so uh, keep, keep up the good work, guys. Cheers. You're very thank kind, you. mate. You're very kind. Thank you. Okay, um, real quick. Uh, had a little note prepared here, but uh, I put a rant out on my, uh, well, a rant, I suppose, out on my uh, Twitter account uh, two or three weeks ago, and I uh, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts and seeing if I'm, you know, talking sense or um, nonsense. So, um, basically, what I was saying was, is uh, I was getting a little tired of, you know, seeing Spurs fans um, kind of talking about, talking about the club negatively when we got bounced out of the uh, Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. And um, really, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Like, if we won, you know, if we won the Carabao Cup, let's say, you know, we got past Chelsea and we get past City and we win the title, you know, what does that change for us? You know, I mean, yeah, it gets puts a trophy in the trophy cabinet. But <clears throat> realistically, you know, the Spurs, quote unquote, no trophy joke is just going to change to fit the other club's narratives. So they're just going to say, you know, well, you haven't won a league title since 61 you haven't won an FA Cup in, you know, however long. So I don't think that's really going to change that joke. It's they're just going to change it to fit their narrative. And more or less on, um, you know, attracting, you know, uh, world-class players. You know, is winning a Carabao Cup going to mm-hmm. attract a player of, you know, Isco's quality? I think not. Um, <clears throat> I think a player of his caliber would rather win one Champions League rather than ten domestic cups in a row. Um, so I just want to wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what you think about that. Well, I think you, most people, most of the regular listeners will know that um, I, I don't understand the negativity towards us. I, I, we all want to win trophies. For me, I've, I've seen us win a Carabao Cup or a, a Carling Cup or whatever you want to call it. I've seen us win FA Cups. I've seen us win the UEFA Cup. I want to see us win, win the big one. And I, I honestly believe the path we're going down will put us in the best position to win that league. It may not come to fruition. Don't, I'm, I'm not deluded to, to think we're definitely going to win the league in the next two, three, four, five years. But I honestly believe the path he's on is the best path for Tottenham without all the financial advantages that others have to go down that route. And the Carabao Cup for me, you know, we, like I say, we all want to win trophies, but nights like last night, what I want to go and, and have for Tottenham and 
Yes, you'd have that glory day at Wembley, but 2008 was a dire, dire season where you'd go at home and you'd lose to Birmingham City and you'd look down the fixture list and think, oh, God, it's Reading next week and we concede four at home to Reading. But we won a Carabao Cup. That doesn't make it a great season for me. I want these memories. I've loved every minute of the last three years of this side, including the lows. You know, football for me is an emotional game. You should have your highs and your lows. So it's not going into meltdown and rant mode every time you do get a bad result it's part of football but we're going in the right path and I'm, I'm proud of everything this side's doing at the moment I, I get completely um, you know why people are frustrated that we, we haven't won trophies in so long it's 28 years since we've won an FA Cup um, 11 years since um, a League Cup for, for me that is too long um, yes I do agree that it wouldn't change very much but when you've got um, the quality throughout our team and squad it's just a shame that some of them haven't got FA Cup winners' medals so far, mm-hmm. um, and so on. Um, and for us fans, it it would be you know another great day at Wembley to to win a trophy. And uh, you know we do want to see our club win trophies. But that said, I do trust our manager. Um, I do have full faith in him. And like Jason just said, you know it's his fifth season in charge, Pochettino. And um, every year we get better and better under him. We play, you know, very, very attractive football, um, playing some great stuff. You know, the whole thing of, you know, we spent no money, blah, blah, blah. But he's brought a lot of young players in and he's doing things the right way. And, you know, even last year we, we went out in the last 16 Champions League. We learn every year under him and, and we just push that little bit more. And, and we're, we're five points away, you know, um, it, from the top of the Premier League at the moment. We're in a very, very good position at the minute. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Brock, I totally agree with what you were saying. Um, I think, for me, the focus has to has to be on the champ- uh, getting Champions League football. I think, you know, at the moment, we're in a very... We're in a huge stage of um, the, in the club's history. I mean, we're obviously trying to um, establish ourselves as a as a major club in Europe. We're obviously trying to go from a club the size of, say, someone like Everton to a club the size of Manchester United. So, for me, it's a really it's a it's a kind of a stage where we've got to be patient and we've got to um, just develop the whole team. And I think the way that that team the team's going to develop is. Um, perhaps through investment and that will come and the bigger and better investment will come through being in the Champions League and so I think that building the squad and um, improving upon it is going to really entail us being in the Champions League so for me I think you're spot on I think that the Champions League has to be the pro- Champions League qualification has to be the priority at the moment over any of the other cups and uh, who knows when we've fully established ourselves as a, a top four club maybe we can start to look at doing both but uh, yeah I think yeah and I think just to clarify Brock I mean Chris Chris is right it is too long without a trophy and like I say I want one but what I want is a period where Tottenham win two league titles and four FA Cups mm. and three league cups and a and a if it's not a Champions League, you know, big trophies like that, not just a single year like two thousand and eight where we win a trophy and then it's it's another decade of absolutely nothing. And and I think we're going down the path yeah. where we can challenge for multiple trophies year in, year out at the moment, yeah. rather than just grabbing one that comes along and doing nothing for ten years. Yeah. Can I can I just add that um, I think after the Crystal Palace game when we, we went out of the FA Cup, now being that three or four day period of us going out of both cups, it was the first time under Pochettino's management that I noticed that a lot of fans actually started to doubt our manager. But since then, look 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 at what a position we're in. He's he's aiming high. He doesn't want League Cups. He doesn't want FA Cups. 
You know, regardless of whether us fans, you know, I would love to see us in an FA Cup final, League Cup final. I'd love it, love that. But it's not what he wants. He wants the Premier League and he wants the Champions League. And now he's starting to get all of us to believe we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, honestly, the the um, the once we were, you know, bounced out of the FA Cup, that's kind of what prompted that tweet because I saw all that you know, negative energy on Twitter, and I just don't feel like it was very deserved. I mean, and I'm not trying to say that I don't want to win a trophy either. Of course I do. I was bitterly disappointed when we went out to Chelsea because you sit there and you think, you know, if we have Kane and Delhi, you know, maybe they make a couple of those penalties because obviously, <clears throat> you know, that's not our first-choice penalty takers that were out there. And, um, you know, the Crystal Palace game obviously was disappointing. Um, I think that was just his lineup was more with an eye on the Premier League rather than the FA Cup, and, you know, the result just didn't go our way. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I want to win trophies and everything like that. It's certainly not what I'm trying to say. I just, you know, I, you know, just, I think there's a, you know, he still, Pochettino still deserves a little bit of leeway when it comes to that stuff. But I mean, obviously, it shouldn't be acceptable as fans either. Yeah, definitely. Have you got any uh, anything special planned for over Valentine's Day, Brock? Uh, well, um, I'm going to. My girlfriend was a couple hours away, so I'm going to go visit her, and I think we're going to go. Uh, to dinner somewhere and i think there's a bar somewhere where i'm going it's called uh capital of ohio called columbus and uh there's like axe throwing i think as well as you, you drink some beer and you throw axes so it axe sounds throwing. awesome 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 an insurance <laughs> yeah, job on the way that, that sounds a romantic <laughs> thing yeah, to do on a, valentine's day <laughs> I, I mean J- J- jace isn't the best addition at gifts so um he, i mean if you've got any advice i mean what, what sort of gifts are you going to be taking your uh, your partner uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking maybe a necklace of some sort. Uh, you know, I, we, so we're about to be dating here for a couple of years now, so uh, yeah, I think probably uh, a necklace of some sort, maybe some uh, maybe some chocolates. I think because she's not really much of a flower lady. So, does a noose count as a necklace? <laughs> <laughs> and that is yeah, what... better, better watch. Better better watch what I say in regards to that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, watch where you chuck them, uh, them axes, Brock. Um, thank you very much for joining us. 0208 70 20 I had a couple of tweets in about uh, Serge Aurier and his performance yesterday. Uh, we want to hear from you, though, this evening. Come on. Talk to us about the mighty Tottenham yesterday. Can you go all the way in the Champions League? It looks like... One of the English clubs is uh, my mob are going to be uh, are going to be departing the competition soon enough, which leaves you know Tottenham, potentially Liverpool left to uh, to, to to carry the uh, the can as well as Manchester City. Can Spurs go all the way? Is this the tale of uh, of the underdog? Is this what we're seeing? Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight five five eight a.m. Love sport. Who's this by, Jamie? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. No? No. Chris? Sonny and Cher? Yeah. Jace, do you know this one? You've been listening to this one since... um 
back in 76. Well, I was just thinking, I didn't know who means Son sung this. Well, he said it was Sonny. It was a new, new string to his bow. That one was uh, requested by Grant Osborne. Of course, it's Sonny and Cher. I got you better. Paddy, when are we going to be getting a bit more sensual? That's the question. When are we going to be getting a bit more sensual? I want a bit of Barry. I want a bit of Marvin Gaye. I want the good stuff. I want a bit of Alexander O'Neill. What's your favourite love song, Jace? I was going to say... A bit of madness because we had that fantastic song from uh, Manchester City earlier in the week, didn't we, with uh, ripping Chelsea. So a bit of It Must Be Loved by Madness to, oh, that's, to give that. Do you know what? I thought you were going to go with someone a bit dodge, but no. I, I, re- I really, really like that. Um, very quickly, Afro Saxon has tweeted in. He's going, what is Brock's Twitter handle? He's a Spurs fan from Ohio. So look. I know it's Valentine's tonight, and what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and make a, make a match on the air. So, Brock, if you can tweet in at Love Sport Radio or at Last Word on Spurs, we will put you in touch with Afro Saxon, who is also another Spurs fan from, Unho- from Ohio, and probably likes throwing axes as well. More than like, maybe likes cheese. Throwing axes at each other. Exactly. You never know. You never know. So you might be able to get something going on over there. We will be taking more of your calls. In fact, should we go to the lines now? Let's go to Dave. He's in South End on Sea. Evening, Dave. Yeah, good evening to you. <clears throat> How are you? Yeah, we're, we're, we're ticking on. How's your Valentine's night coming along, pal? Oh, it's going fantastically well. Just had a nice um, fry and. Uh, Sweet and sour sauce and then rice. Uh, just, a, just the two of us, uh, my wife and me, uh, and uh, just still celebrating last night's incredible, epic victory. The first six, last sixteen victory for Spurs at home. Well, in inverted commas, home, Wembley Stadium. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all good to go, and uh, yeah, I think it's all very positive. I really like that, Dave. I really, really like that. Um, tell, tell us about some of the performances last night. We've been having oh. some tweets, uh, you know, about Serge Aurier, about Vertonghen and Alderweireld. Yeah. Who did you look oh, out um, for? Well, the thing is, I mean, on the, in the first half, we didn't have a shot. I didn't have a shot on target, and we just didn't know where the goals were going to come from. It was really, I mean, I, the chap Rob sits behind me, and um, we just. You know, we looked at each other. They had so much of the ball, and uh, I don't know what the possession stats were in the first half, but they were really up there. And uh, not, there's not many sides that can sort of outplay us, and uh, we couldn't get the ball off them. Uh, only City, really. But um, you know, we were just thought, sort of, what's he going to do? And what's what? How are we going to get a goal? And uh, we sort of think, I was sort of thinking, oh, perhaps it's going to be nil-nil, or you know, at least they haven't got an away goal, but. I mean, to come out like that and um, um, for Tongan to push that ball over and, uh, and Sonny to score. And uh, I just think the place gradually erupted because, I mean, the Dortmund fans didn't shut up all the way through the game. I mean, they're fantastic. But, I mean, we really got behind the team in the second mm. half. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, for Tonga, a fantastic game. I thought Toby was brilliant. Um, Serge Aurier was a bit iffy. He got booked, obviously, in the first half. And... Uh, we thought he might yank him off, but um, he didn't. And he, I think he was thinking about subs, but we scored so early in the second half that, uh, you know, it, subs weren't even a thought until towards the end of the game. And, uh, well, we know what happened next. Uh, Lorenti come on and got one, didn't he? So, was, was you know, he sc- it, was all, it was all smiles all round, wasn't it? Was he screaming at half-time for him to make changes at half-time? Not really, because basically who was on the bench it was only Laurenti on the well Lamella I suppose I mean that, he was going to be the obvious one um, 
you know, it was it was it was difficult uh, because you can never you can never um, guess Pooch's lineup. I mean, we've tried uh, between you know all Spurs fans have a think about it, and uh, and then in the, in the Evening Standard they had the lineup, and there was nothing like. I mean, Dad obviously Yang going left back because uh, um, uh, uh, Rose had uh, gashed his shin, but I mean, no one saw Fourth coming in or Serge Aurier. Didn't see that coming at all. Foyth was so, excellent, um, wasn't he? Yeah. It, it was a master. It was a master stroke, really, because he always seems to get it right. You know, after the um, you know di- disappointment in the in the in the domestic cups, um, you know, we're we're firing on all cylinders in the league, and uh, we just seem to step up for these big occasions. I mean, it's, it, it's such a uh, a year ago the, the Uve disappointment, and uh, yeah. And now we've uh, we've pushed on. I always so, said, with, uh, I always said with the Juve thing. I think he took a lot of what I call unfair criticism of Juve. I mean, last night I always talk about tiny margins. We were yeah. dominating that second half. We get the yeah. first goal. We get the second goal. Yeah. But he still sensed blood and thought we're dominating this. We're on top. Let's keep yeah. going for it. And yet uh, last year against Juve, despite what people said, for that first mm. hour of Juve. We were oh, one yeah. nil up and dominating a game, and I don't know anyone that would have pulled the plug on a dominant performance, and then in the space of two minutes it went away from us. Well, and, they, he and, bought on a couple of runners, didn't he? And Dembala got that goal. Sanchez sort of let, yeah. let him go, and, um, and, and it's a great, a great finish. And, and, and if you, Aguain if, got that one, if, two goals in three minutes. If you think back to last year, there wasn't a single break in play between those two goals when he could have changed anything last year in that Juve mm. game. But I mean, after know, the Juve game, people were saying, well, we really, we should have sharp shot. We never shut up shop. Exactly. We went 1-0 yeah. up against Man United in the FA Cup final with, that, with Ali after nine minutes. Really, people would have said, well, look, you hoof it anywhere in the park. It's you not know, our way. Let, let's just hold on to 1-0, but... That's not our game plan. No, and we could have we shut up shop last night at 1-0 yeah. instead of winning the game 3-0. Yeah. I was think it was yeah. nice. It was just nice to see us. Um, as, a, as I said, just the game swing in our favour, of course. You know, we just mentioned the Juve game. Obviously, we came away so disappointed. that, um, and, and obviously, looking at the game and thinking, you know, Juve really just used their Europe, you know, their big European experience to um, yeah. outdo yeah. us. But to be fair, yesterday, it was kind of the other way around. You know, and Dortmund are obviously a, a very experienced side in, in Europe. So... Mm. Um, mm. To to have done it for that to, to have done it you know, the other way around this time and, and for Spurs to have uh, ended up being the better side was just uh, yeah really t- shows testament to how much well we're, we're getting streetwise now aren't we after exactly. a few we years are. in the Champions sure. League I mean it's such a such a step up from the Europa League well, you're th- playing all these funny teams I mean it's nice to see Arsenal playing going out to Belarus <laughs> and all well that. I, was just, I was just about <laughs> to say send them out to Sweden or you know Ukraine wherever they want to go I was just about to say Dave you need to whip out the pomade now pal because uh, because it looks like Arsenal are, are, uh, are going to crash a defeat in the first leg of their Europa League tie against Bate Borisov um, thank you pal for your call enjoy uh, the evening with Mrs Dave I hope the uh, the tie was very good as well. Thank you for your call. 0208 70 20 558. Raven has been hanging on for so, so, so long. We'll be back with him after short balls. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. Can't get enough for your love, babe. 
of love with the walrus of sports radio that's me aaron paul joined by jamie from daily oxford chris cowling and jason mcgovern can do you know what i'm gonna give i'm gonna shout this out to dave our last caller in because he is he's an absolute gentleman we love him to bits and uh and he, and he made some great points and do you know what that's all i want on this radio show you tottenham fans to come on and have your set what a tune though chris you're a fan of this love bit of barry white no not really no no, it just reminds me of you too much, so I've, I've gone off in never seen Bring back Ricky Sachs and bring back Macaniga wherever he is. Should we go to Ruvin? Let's 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 go to uh let's go to uh Ruvin. He is on line number one. How are you, Ruvin? Oh, very well, sir. Very well. Happy Valentine's Day to you, pal. Seasons greetings and all that. Thank you very much. And and uh, I mean in fact in the spirit of Valentine's Day. I haven't got really, I mean, I think I'll leave it to everybody else to talk about yesterday's performance in the last few games and stuff, because I think I'm just going to repeat what everybody else said. But I just wanted to ask the two, our two, uh, or three gentlemen that are there, what, when was it that you fell in love with Tottenham Hotspurs? Obviously, Jason, I know it's sometime in 1976. <laughs> Mine was, I mean, I'll tell you my love story. Mine was 1978. And it was after, um, I, I, there wasn't, you know, I was just getting into football. I was about, I was eight years old. And um, it was when Tottenham lost to Liverpool 7-0. Oh. Um, and I just like felt so sorry for them. And I just thought, oh, I need to support this team. I need to support this team. I must admit, over the years, I've literally, there have been times when I've regretted my soft-heartedness. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, but that was definitely the time I fell in love with Tottenham Hotspurs and I think now all the invest, you know, and, and sometimes I thought like being a Tottenham fan is like being having a spouse who always cheats on you and always promises to change and you keep taking them back and they never do. But I think, I think I'm starting to feel that they, they, that they, that they turned the corner. So I'll leave it to the rest of you guys now. When did you fall in love with Tottenham? Well, that 7-0 uh, defeat is one for me because my mum was a Liverpool supporter. And that was, uh, she absolutely ripped me. I was, uh, what, 10 at the time? And she made me cry on that day because they beat us. And that's why I've had a d- absolute hatred of Liverpool ever since. But no, my first one, 76, mate. And that first real knowledge was watching us get relegated. So... You know, when people talk about the shambles that we are in these days, I think, no, nope, I saw us go down. And yeah. that, that first year in Division 2 was mm. just, a, just it's still my favourite season ever. Hello, Ravin. Chris here. Um, my, my, well, I got into Spurs 1991 season. Um, obviously, that season we won the FA Cup. Last time we won the FA yeah. Cup. Um, Gaza, Lineker, um, everything about... Everything, everything that I, I saw, I was very impressed with. Just the style of play, um, everything about it. And then, obviously, 92, 93, the Premier League started. And uh, then later on, Jurgen Klingsmann signed for us in 94. And, yeah, favourite player mm. ever. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. going to show my age here, but uh, obviously very fortunate to have uh, missed the 90s. I know that, obviously, from what I've heard, uh, not the greatest era for Spurs. But, uh, no, for me... Obviously, I started going in 2006, and um, yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate actually. I mean, that was a, kind of the first season that we started competing for Europe, and um, 
yeah, going for the UEFA Cup. So, yeah, that was uh, the year that I started falling. Raven, we are so pushed for time now. And I know last week we discovered that you work in a prison with all those slamming doors last <laughs> week. I just wanted to ask how you guys are celebrating Valentine's this evening. Oh, well, no, I'm, I'm working this evening. Oh, are you? Can I, can I correct you out? We don't know he works in a prison. He might have just been trying to escape from prison. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't clarified that yet, mate. Yeah, something like that. Raven, whatever you're doing, mate, enjoy yourself. Keep with us this evening. Uh, right, let's bring on Adam. He's in Alexandra in Virginia. Adam, uh, Adam, you've got two minutes, pal. Two minutes. Talk to us. Oh, jeez, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, I'm I'm good. I just uh, obviously the result was excellent. Um, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but my wife is Korean, so every time Sun scores, it's extra special, and it seems like it's been an extra special month. Um, and just super yawn, man. I mean, I'm I haven't listened to. I've been at work, but good lord, super yawn. Gotta love him. Fantastic, wasn't he? And uh, your wife must be very proud of Sonny because I know a little bit of Asian football and, and I know just how important he is to, to Asian. So uh, it's, it's been a brilliant time for him and, and he's really stepped up this month. It's yeah, full sure. credit to him. He's taken the, taken the team by the scruff of the neck and, and delivered. He just doesn't sort of smile. And does oh, he? to be honest, she's not. Oh, I was just going to say, to be honest, she's not the biggest football fan. So it's just like every time he scores, I'm just kind of like, hey, baby, look, it's Sun. Oh, watch the game with me. No, it doesn't work. You haven't said it's your son, have you, instead? <laughs> Maybe that'll work. No, no, not, not quite. Hey, it's Valentine's Day. We can always wish. <laughs> what have you got planned for this evening, Adam? Just a quiet evening with the wife. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I called in this week because I got a big old smile on my face after yesterday. Yeah, no, brilliant, mate. It was an absolutely fantastic performance, capped off by uh, Arsenal being beaten by Barté, Borisov. Adam, uh, I'll tell you what, do you know what? One, one, we've got about 40 seconds. Do you have a request? You know, a Valentine's request, a bit of a track, a love song, maybe? Oh, good Lord. Um, uh, wow, that's tough. How about All You Need Is Love? That's an easy one. Yeah, that's, that's all right. All You Need Is Love. But, yep. Love is all. You need Adam. Thank you so much. I've just picked up a, an interesting tweet by an Arsenal fan saying "Roses are red, violets are blue." Come back, Arson. We was wrong about you. <laughs> it's interesting. That is uh, that is a very 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 poor result. Lacazette sent off uh, for Arsenal as well, but they're beaten by Barté Borisov by a goal to nil. Barté one, Arsenal nil. Of course, Chelsea. And Celtic both in action this evening. Chelsea away at Malmo. Celtic taking on Valencia. We will keep you up to date with everything that goes on in the Europa League tonight. Of course, more from Jace, more from Chris and from Jamie from Daily Hotspur up next. Plus, your tracks played. Paddy's got a, a list of requests. Keep them coming in. 0208 70 25 If you want to come on and talk about yesterday's win against Dortmund, you're more than welcome to do so as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you this evening it's love sport red it's valentine's What's, why are we not in the mood yet we're not in the mood are we what can it's we do Spurs night mate why, why do you want to be all loved up it's it's we love tottenham and yeah. that's it yeah we're waiting for your cheese facts well no cheese room at spurs there you go there's cheese <laughs> fat number one this is last word on spurs on love sport thanks for downloading this podcast from love sport radio for more go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts news and views or for more follow us at love sport radio on twitter
How apt is that song? Win the cup, win the cup, win the European Cup. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's a Valentine's Night special. This is Love Sport Radio with Last Word on Spurs. If you listen to us live, good evening. I hope you're not crying into your meal for one. Don't worry. You've got company in the form of myself, Aaron Paul, for the next hour. Jamie from Daily Hotspur. Um, Chris Cowan and, uh, and Jace McGovern, who's been flicking around on that phone. Don't know what you're doing on there, but yeah, don't really want to know either. We're taking your requests for long songs tonight, by the way. 0208 70 25 Got plenty of tweets to read uh, and some of your listener questions. I'll tell you what, I'm going to start off because someone has tweeted me in twice um, this evening. Uh, it's Jeff Knight. Do you know Jeff Knight? Yeah, Jeff, yep. night, night, night. Yeah, uh, saying, have you touched yet on Lucas's performance? He had some nice passes, was trying some things, but just hasn't seemed to click with the rest of the players. Mm-hmm. And his energy seemed a bit lower than normal. I did hear flu was going round. Well, didn't we get the flu from Dortmund in that case? Yeah. They must have brought it with them. Oh. But, but no, it's is. Um, I find uh, Lucas at the moment is he's definitely nowhere near the player he was at the, the start of the season mm. struggling a little bit maybe for confidence I just feel that he needs that needs that big goal again there was the chance in the first half wasn't there where Sonny yeah, Sonny's yeah, ball that, was going to flash across goal and shot, he'd have had a, yeah. an easy tap in and you know that might have just got him going but yeah. there was a lot of flack for him again last night but perhaps people shouldn't forget that the reason we were playing last night was because of his goal in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people want to, again, he seems to be the, the next one to be getting all the criticisms at the moment. He's a terrific player. He's not in his best form. I'm sure we'll, we'll see him recover that type of form. Yeah. And like I said, I think on a previous podcast a few weeks ago, he reminds me at the moment of Sonny in his first season. Yeah. And we were yeah. patient with Sonny and look what we've got. So just have a little bit of patience, have a little bit of confidence in Lucas Moura and I'm sure it will come good for him. Yeah, I mean, I always tell him in this discussion about being patient with players. I mean, how many players have we seen it now where we've had to use so much patience? And I think that Lucas Moura, as we've mentioned, you know, he was fantastic at the start of the season. I mean, the performance against Manchester United was just uh, just amazing. Um, and, and we'd love to see more of that. I believe it, yeah, it was against uh, Watford. I think he came on and uh, changed the game. He looks an absolute menace running at the the defence, so he really shown them what he can do. So what, Watford's only a couple of games ago as well. Exactly, so. exactly, for sure. So I think it's just it's, it's a que- question of patience. I think we've just got to be patient, and um, as we as we've been with so many players, or, or maybe some haven't quite been. But uh, look, you know, we've seen so many fantastic performances this season, and from players that we've had to be patient with. And I think you know think. we're on sixty points, which is more points than we've yeah. ever been for a mm. reason that we've got sixty points over the season. Mm. 
and those first seven or eight games with the win at United, the, the Fulham game where he scored in, you know, when, when yeah. Sonny wasn't in a great period of form, no. let's be fair about it, Lucas Moura stood up for us then, took responsibility in the first few weeks of the season, and that's partly why we're on 60 points. So, you know, another player, get off his back, just... Just, you know, have some patience with him. But the, the player development uh, under Pochettino as well, and, you know, he would develop more uh, yeah. you know, into a great player. Look what he's done with Suzoko this season. Um, you know, Lorente scoring goals. Um, Suzoko's tracking back. Um, you know, the the development of players is fantastic under Pochettino. And, of course, bringing people like Oliver Skip in the team as well this season. Yeah. So I've no doubt that Lucas yeah. Moura will be uh, a fantastic player yeah. for us in the future. I think you've also got to remember, I mean, the, the player that that's he signed, when he signed for PSG from uh, Sao Paulo, I think it was, um, he was one of the most exciting talents to come out of Brazil. You know, he was as, nearly as big as, as Neymar coming out of Brazil. So, you know, he's a hugely talented player and I just think that he's going to need, um, as, as I've just mentioned, he needs patience and um, there's a really, really talented player in there as he's shown in glimpses for us and um, yeah, hopefully he can uh, do it more often. But, yeah. uh, we just had uh, well, we had a, another tweet in um, Cooper. Oh, it's Cooper. Good old Cooper. Oh. All right, Coops. Go and wish I could call in. Don't know why not. My question is, when will people start recognising that Winks is the key to how we play? He makes us tick, in my opinion, sometimes more than Ericsson. What needs to happen for people to start on writing? Do you know what I've just realised that he reminds me of? He reminds me of a young Michael Carrick. Just mm. someone yeah. who just... He's like the, 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 you know, the actual orchestrator of everything. He's like a conductor, isn't he? He just keeps it yeah. flowing nicely. Yeah. He just reminds me of Carrick so much. Yeah. And uh, why do people need to keep talking about our players? Let, let them just go under the radar. Let them, let yeah. them play well every week. And uh, it's so nice that we've got players like that. You know, homegrown talent um, come through the youth system. Um, we've had so many players like that, and uh, it just proves what a what a great club Tottenham are in in getting the players through the ranks. I think as well that that coming through the system, you know, we looked last night. Jaden Sancho was terrific for the first forty five yeah. minutes, and as as an English person, I'd, I'd love to see that. And you think, particularly under Pep, could he really have have produced? the same as, as uh, Riyad Mahrez has done for Manchester City this year. I know Riyad Mahrez won the title and he, he can be on his day a fantastic player, but you think mm. he spent, what, £65 million and you think Jadon Sancho could have easily done what Riyad Mahrez has yeah, done. It's the same as same as Callum Hudson did the way they exactly. spent that money on Pulisic. So it's like, you know, <laughs> Pulisic was playing yesterday and he looked half the player that Sancho was. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's where, you know, we've got to stay, you know, we've got to trust these players and, um, and Winks, obviously, are just a fantastically technical player. I mean, just obviously, as Aaron said, you know, he really does orchestrate the team a lot. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's a player that makes this team tick. He'll drop deep, come looking for the ball and... Um, his technical ability is just brilliant. And I think. Uh, yeah. I think there's this perception that he should be for some people that he should be a number ten or or producing mm. goals and assists that yeah. number tens do, and he yeah. plays much deeper than that. And mm. I think, you know, the responsibility he's shown with the change in the mm. the way we've played, with no genuine defensive midfield player, he hasn't really known as a player alongside Moussa Dembélé, who's got all that experience. So I think I, I find it so wide, wide of the mark that, that Harry Winks is getting criticism yeah. in some quarters. And Pochettino's never ever wanted to loan him out, and he's no. always wanted to keep him at the club. And you know that, 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 that says a, a million words, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for absolutely. sure, absolutely. And I think in just every area of the game, he's really developed. I mean, one thing that really strikes me is how well he can retain the ball as well. He seems to be a real, really seems although he's quite a small figure, you know, he seems to be really, really strong and. Um, 
yeah, been crucial for us this season. He has indeed. 0208 70 258 is the number to call uh, to uh, to have your say this evening on anything we're talking about. We're talking about Tottenham Hotspur uh, and, of course, uh, the uh, win against Borussia Dortmund at Wembley yesterday. We are looking back on a magnificent night of European football for Mauricio Pochettino's men. Just a very quick one. We're going to go into the Europa League. Of course, uh, Arsenal kicked off earlier this evening they were beaten 1-0 in Belarus this evening as Bate Boris have won Arsenal nil. just a couple of other chosen results from the competition Krasnodar nil uh, by Leverkusen nil. Galatasaray won Benfica 2 Lazio nil. Sevilla 1 uh, elsewhere it was Rapid Vienna nil. Inter Milan 1 some of the games this evening though 8 o'clock kickoff, Celtic nil, uh, Valencia nil, Sporting Lisbon nil, Villarreal 1, Malmo nil, Chelsea nil. Now, I'm going to change things up. We're going to bring in a bit of a countdown question now because I've had a tweet in from Emilia. says, question for the pod, if Spurs score one away goal, how many goals do uh, Borussia Dortmund need in order to knock us out? Five. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Spent so long preparing that countdown thing. Jamie yeah, from Daily so Oxford goes and blows it straight away. Like someone else, he blows inside four seconds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm talking about starter motors in cars. Oh yeah, well, yeah. That's what I'm. Among other things. Jace, get him back in the Carabao Cup I squad, pal. <laughs> back in the back in the under 23s. Back in the devs. Oh. The development's the devs. Get him back <laughs> the in the devs. Go. I said to him earlier, have you ever sent a, or what was it, a telex? He had no idea Absolutely. what I meant How by a telex. Jeremy, How old am I? Mm. I'm 21. 20, oh, fair play. Yeah. I thought you were a lot younger than that. No, no, yeah, no, I know. I look it, but yeah. That's why yeah. he's never heard of Betamax. No, he hasn't got, he thinks it's a cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does, he does. Um, yeah, Jason, you think life before Betamax as well, didn't you? Cool. Did life change cassette, when Betamax I mean, came in? No, VHS. I was VHS, mate. No, you never no had a BMX. You never no. had a BMX. No, there were bikes, and they be Oh, that's a BMX. That is. That's so. poor. That's so bad. Best you. I could do, mate. <sighs> Fair play. What was it like when VHS came in, though? Oh, that was fantastic, mate. Those giant box you had to put in the machine in the front, and we'd we'd only just got used to musical cassettes as well. But brilliant. You made a lot of money off them, didn't you? ET, I think, was the first one I saw on on uh, on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know about the rest you saw, mate. I really don't want to know. No one know, wants to know about the rest you saw. <laughs> yeah, you, you made a lot of money. Jace was one of those guys back in the 70s. You know, he used to drive around an ice cream van with VHSs in it and <laughs> not actually ice creaming them. You know, he was, he, he was one of them. Got, he used to be one of them who, uh, who, uh, who used to work around Myra. I think he's in prison now. Anyway, um, <laughs> if Spurs That's score Raven. one away, oh, oh, hey, he's, he's a guard. He's a warden. Yeah, that fellow's in prison. Uh, if Spurs score one away, go. how many goals do Borussia Dortmund need in order to knock us out? Jamie from Daily Oxford. Oh, the Oxford. Sm- yeah. It's like the smart ass in school. Yeah. Go on. 
sorry, I think it's five. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, I did see that question before, and I thought it was, uh, yeah, I wanted to get in there, but yeah. I think it's fine. It's not a kid who carries a teacher's lunch, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, so can I get Mr. Callan, can I carry your camera, Mr. Callan? Mr. Callan, can I can I can I buy your chips from the Chick King, Mr. Callan? I was in there yesterday. Oh were you? Yeah. Any good? Yeah, nice. Quality, mate. You can't cannot beat uh the Chick King. O two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. We are taking your calls this evening. Brad O'Neill has 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 tweeted in a very um sensual question this evening. Now we could take it in in multiple ways. He says, question for the podcast, is it my imagination or is this the fittest Spurs squad I've seen in my lifetime? What do you think? <laughs> well, considering we've had 37 injuries or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. this year. I no, think he's, he's I, I know what you mean. Yeah, right. I know what you mean. That, that ability to, to just just keep that tempo mm. going for 90 minutes and yeah, with, without a doubt, but a lot of credit goes to, to the the backroom staff for yeah, that and sure. Pochettino's drive, but the fitness guys and the sports scientists and things like that, it's it's excellent. And there's that lovely little snippet, isn't there, in Pochettino's book mm. where he famously picked a team on somebody that, that ate his plate of spaghetti quicker than somebody else or whatever and said, he must be too hungry, I'm not having him in the side. So that just shows you the, the microscopic yeah. detail that they go into with the, the players' fitness levels. Mm. I think it's very well documented how hard he trains the players yeah. as well. So I think that it's, it's no surprise that we're, we're so fit. And obviously, um, obviously two, you know, scored twice in the last 10 minutes or so. So, yeah, really pays testament to... Um, you know, just how fit this team is. And, um, yeah, I think it's really... It's a character thing as well, isn't it? Because once you start oh, yeah, scoring sure. late goals, and we had it in a, another period where Ericsson scored late, was it yeah. Hull and, and Swansea's and Leicester's yeah. and things yes. like that. Correct. And I think once you get into a habit of scoring late, it's enough give you the belief. And no. it also also has the effect that the opposition know you score late. And mm. so if they're holding on, you know, they're still thinking Tottenham are, are likely to score in the 93rd, 94th, 95th. I know we, I used to feel it with, with Woolwich. You'd think oh, they'll score in the last minutes. Yeah. And, that, and they did yeah. for, for so long that it, it becomes a habit for you. Yeah. But he, but he works the players to death on, on the, on the mm. training pitch. And uh, I remember, you know, various interviews. And I remember being at one of the fans' forums when a fan asked, um, you know, what you're going to be doing over Christmas and... A new year, and he he looked and and said training. You know, it it he's got the players training all of the time, and uh, it just really proves. You know, between eighty and ninety minutes, how many goals we've scored certainly this season, and uh, ever since he's taken over, he's just got the got the players very very fit. Yes, so it's probably the fittest team that we've ever seen. There you have it. Uh, let's go to a listener question. Who's who's got one that they want to be firing at us this Valentine's Day? Yeah, I've got one here from, from CP at. Pearson 10 Corrie that says there's no doubt we have a talented young squad and our transfer policy is to buy upcoming players and development however do you believe signing a more experienced head that has won trophies could be the missing part we need for the big games and I looked it up today Tottenham Hotspur have 23 league title winners in their squad 31 domestic cup winners and eight international trophies So, which which means you know, like like Lorente, World Cup winner, like Hugo, a World Cup winner. So, you know, when you've got twenty three league title winners, and that's Toby, Jan Vertonghen, Victor Wanyama, Fernando Lorente, Christian Eriksen, Serge Aurier, Lucas Moura, they've all won league titles. Musa Dembele, who's just left, won a league title. Yeah. So, you know, I look at that and think, what what would a player from abroad? bring in that we don't already have in terms of that winning mentality Mm. so you then look around the Premier League and you're effectively saying you've got to buy a player from Chelsea Manchester City or Manchester United 
which means taking Ashley Young, Chris Smalling, uh, Gary Cahill. Gary Cahill. Um, I'm thinking the other centre half at Man United. Phil Jones. Phil Jones. Phil Jones. Oh, Phil Jones um, yeah. Cesc Fabregas. Take a Yaya Toure on, but none of those Yaya and Cesc Fabregas types wouldn't get in our side no, because they no. couldn't press. Phil Jones and, and Chris. Are you really telling me you're going to leave Toby out for okay. for Chris Smalling? And so you know, it, it's a it's a. I understand that question. I always think it, but I think you'd find me the player that will come in because Tottenham are not going to go and buy Eden Hazard, Sergio Aguero or David De Gea, are they? Yeah. So, you know, find the player that will do that for us. But there's so many Spurs fans who always think, like transfer, like when the transfer window opens, that we're going to go out and spend multi-millions of pounds on some super talent. Like, you know, everyone believed that Gareth Bale was going to come back. Yeah. Um Pochettino is not that sort of manager. You, you, you must realise that by now. It's his fifth season in charge. He just d- does not go out and spend uh, money on you know fantastic talent that's already out there. He no. wants to develop players, and that and that's I think all we're ever going to get under him. Yeah. Having said that, would you take Bale back? Of course, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gareth's probably the one name that that all of us would would probably think. Yeah. I, I, I'll, Quite easily can yeah. can have Gareth Bale back yeah. at the club. That's yeah. for sure. And I know Lee Lee would go and buy Gareth. He'd swap the stadium for Gareth. I yeah. think Lee. So I think for me that experience is going to come from when uh, we've kind of built ourselves up as a club. You know, I mentioned how we're in such a crucial period of we're you know we're, we're obviously transitioning into the new stadium. We've always got fantastic training facilities. So we're just trying to establish ourselves as that big club. So I think that it will come when we're when we're settled. And I think that that's where the experience and um, yeah and uh, rather than signing players as we've mentioned. I I think that um, yeah, I think that that will come from the club being developed and the whole mentality of the club. And I think that that's where the experience will come from, from the mentality of the club being developed. And yeah, yeah. But the only thing is, I, I can't see um, you know how long is Pochettino going to be given before someone you know the board is going to say actually we're not achieving what what we should well, be. I think that first question comes at the end of next year, assuming yeah. we're in that stadium. I think you've, you've certainly got to give him that first year. I mean, he's, sure. he talked earlier, or a few weeks ago, didn't he, that saying, we're trying to arrive at that stadium being a competitive side for the Champions League. Yeah. So whether, whether people like it or not, whether we've won trophies or not, from the job that he took over, he's ahead of it. I think yeah. once we go into that stadium, then the demand goes up then. Uh, we've had a request in from Sahel who's asked for a song for Arsenal to Arsene Wenger. It's called Walk On By and the artist is Gabrielle. Of course, everyone knows though that the original song by Dion Warwick is so much better, isn't it? Come on. Walk On By. Jace. I like Gabrielle. I love Gabrielle as well. Like, she, she's brilliant. Yeah, I like she's Gabrielle. brilliant. Yeah. But the original song by Dion Warwick was just incredible. I, I didn't even realise she'd done the original yeah, song. Yeah, there, there was an orig- a pro- proper original. So back in... Uh, back in well, I don't know what year it was, but yeah. Uh, 63. December 63. I oh, see. I wasn't around then, mate. I'm not that old. Oh, all right. Fair enough. I thought it was there, <laughs> But you were talking about these years. Uh, 0208 70 We're coming back with more of your listener questions. We want more of your calls. And we, uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We are going to come back with another love song. We've all got one. And we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. I'll make love to you like you want me to. 
This is a proper romancer, isn't it, Jace? <laughs> bit of boys to men. Bit of boys to men. Which reflects Tottenham's victory over Dortmund last night. Very well thought in. out of by uh, yep. by the Z-Man. That's that's who it was, was it? The Z-Man who requested it. Thank you very much, Z-Man, for your uh, for your request this evening. I'm sure Paddy's enjoyed it. This is a good song, isn't it, Pads? It is a really, he's nodding. It's a great song. It really, really is a great track. Jamie from Daily Oxford, yes. you this one? I, I so don't. I just don't. I mean, I'm rubbish with these songs. Would you listen to, like, Grime? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, my sort of music's like UK Drill and stuff like that. Like, UK just, Drill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in my day, that was Makita. I haven't got a clue what you're talking um, about. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, if you if you uh, tell Chris different. Cowling you like UK Drill, he thinks you're talking about tools. <laughs> you're working at the stadium now. <laughs> You, yeah. What is UK drill? Oh, uh, well, it's it's similar to it's similar to grime, but uh, yeah, it's it's a bit it's uh, yeah, not very appropriate. Pa- Paddy's shaking it. Paddy's shaking his head. We're waiting Paddy's, for a fire drill at the stadium. I mean, the, 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 pa- pa- Paddy's a Paddy's an Irish country music kind yeah. of guy. Uh, you know, he, he's very. He, you're not into your UK drill, are you, Pads? <laughs> He doesn't even know nah, what he is. Not, not, many, not, many, not many people I know are into it. But oh, the, the problem I have with UK grime, yep. or grime in general, is I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, mean just, I think you get used to it, but yeah. No, that's just the music that I listen to. And See, do you know, you know, you know when I was in my sort of early 20s, it was all about dubstep and stuff like that. Yeah. That, that yeah. was a very big yeah, thing. Was you know, the, the, the old dubstep. That's kind of how I started. He knows in yeah. dubs, don't you? <laughs> Me and Chris are just looking we're, at each we're, other. We must be old because no. we're looking well, really your, confused. What's your kind of music, Chris? You, you, you know, you... I said to you last week, it's something, you know. I, I don't mind, actually. I don't mind any music. Okay, so end dubs. There's, there's, no, there's no bands in particular I like. It's just uh, the odd one here and there. <sighs> it has to be awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, awkward. Well, Jace has asked for a Thai music week on this show. Thai music next week. Yeah. Are you going to be... Pro- Body Slam. Got to get body gotta slam. Get body slam. Are you going to be providing the playlist? Yep, we'll bring the playlist. If you're providing in. the playlist, we will play the tracks. Bit of playlist. Um, but yeah, no, if there's any Thai drill music or Thai <laughs> grime music, um, then, then 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 let us know. Um, yeah, any more listener questions? Let's let's have another one. I've got one. Um, Tosh Spurs has asked uh, if Kane and Ali are back. Who else gets dropped besides Mora? Isn't doesn't that put a smile on your face? That that the fact that you know we're we're not meant to have any depth. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, suddenly we've got for options. Sure, for sure. Um, you know, to to have options with Kane and Ali coming back is is fantastic. But um, Pochettino obviously um, is going to use the the whole squad, and everybody gets used, and you know, lots of uh, squad rotation anyway. Yeah. Um, but Kane's obviously got to come back in the team, and so is Ali. So. They've got to be careful, haven't they, with that return? Because they'll be coming back to fitness just when we hit Chelsea, Arsenal, second leg of Dortmund. So, you know, that ability to just ease them in. You, you, I mean, yeah. Kane, if I remember right, he came back once before, didn't he, at, at the Emirates? Was it uh, a couple of years ago when he'd, he'd had a, an injury and he came yeah. back for the 1-1 draw when yeah, Wimmer yeah, yeah, scored the own goal? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But, but it yeah. Took, he, all right, Kane scored the penalty that day, but he wasn't yeah. the normal Harry Kane against Arsenal. No. And you think... We've got to get our team selections for Chelsea away and yeah. Arsenal absolutely spot on. Yeah. And so don't get too sentimental. If it means Kane has to sit on the bench and, and ease him on, which I presume they'll do at Burnley. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, but don't mess with that team too much, too but, quickly. No. But even if both of them were on the bench, whatever game it is. Psychological huge, isn't it? That brilliant. Is. Sure. Absolutely Gosh. brilliant. I was. I must admit, I said didn't I on Monday. I I had that feeling Kane would be on the bench even last night. I, and I, I was surprised I that he be. wasn't on there last night, but maybe there's still a lot more work to do for him. 
you got you got a listener question there, Jamie from Daily Oxford? I do. I mean, it's quite an interesting one actually. I mean, it's slightly different from what we just spoke about. It's uh, what an interesting name, Minty Bloke. He asked, Minty who? Minty Bloke. That's his name. Yeah, very interesting. Nice. I'm still convinced. We 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 we've had it's Minty from EastEnders. I'm still convinced. <laughs> we had him on a few weeks who ago. Knows? Even Pads reckons it. Well, if it is, he asked, should should Jan play at left wing back for the rest of the season? Uh, he offered more attacking threat than Rose, delivered better crosses, and was more defensive solidly too. This would also allow for Juan Foyt to have more game time. Um, interesting. I mean, I think for me, I think I've actually been really impressive, Rose, uh, recently. I mean, I know obviously for uh, Tongan was fantastic yesterday, but I think that that was kind of, um, as I said, I think it was just to nullify the threat of Jade and Sancho. Um, so for me, I think that um, I think that Rose come, would come back in for me. Um, and I think the, I think you, you know you Vertonghen would uh, go back into centre back, but um, no, I I still firmly believe that Rose is coming back to the player that he was. I've been very impressed with him. Um, in terms of Foyt, yeah, it'd be great to see him get more minutes. I mean, obviously he was just fantastic last night. I thought he was really really. And it, the one thing that struck me the most is how composed he was on the ball. There were so many times, and <laughs> the one thing I hate the most is when people were you know up in arms when we were passing it around the back. That's just how we play now. Mm. You've just got to be, you've just got to be um, calm, and and the players are. And, and Foyt, I know there was one moment in the in the first half where he turned two of the attackers, and it, just that composure on the ball, I think that really shows you what a very special player Juan Foyt is. You're right. It's composure with him, isn't it? There's no sign of panic. Yeah. He'll he'll take the risk. Pochettino says, "I love that bravery," um, and and there's there's a moment in each game where you can see there's that thing of of doing it in the right areas or not taking too many risks and things. But that's how Pochettino loves his players to play, and it, yeah. it infuriates one or two. But I, I absolutely love the player already. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I'll tell you what, you know what, let's go for it. Should we go for a pause, Pads? Should we go for it? Should we go for a pause? Let's go for a pause. Because I don't want to be starting off a new listener question and then not being able to finish it. You know, we, we don't like to do that. Uh, if you want to have your say this evening, once again, it's 0208 70 20 558. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. Chase isn't a fan of Brian Adams, we've just discovered off here. No, not Why? at all, mate. Just, I'm, I have this thing in my mind that he, he did a bit of a soundtrack to a movie that was number one for weeks and weeks and weeks and absolutely hated it, mate. Pads, anything? Do you know, you're not, I know your knowledge is quite good, actually, Pads. He's actually got a really good knowledge of music, young Paddy outside, but, I mean, what, what, anything? No? No? This ego reckons this is the song, Chase? No, it's not this, I'm sure it is. Are you, are you a fan of this one? Are you a fan of this one? No. No? Bit of drill. Bit of drill. <laughs> Bit of UK drill. And by the way, we're still looking for a, uh, a girlfriend for, um, for yep. Jamie from Daily Oxford. Yep. So if you've got any suggestions, 
everything I do, I do it for you. That was the oh, thing he sung. Yeah. It was number one for her month. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of that one either. Is um, that from Robin Hood? That Robin Hood? Was it Robin Hood or something? With, with Kevin Costner? I can't remember that. Well, Paddy reckons it's Kevin Costner. Anyway, that one was for Cooper, who actually asked for DJ Sammy, the DJ Sammy version, but it's just it's too intense for us here. So uh, we, won't be, uh, we won't quite be playing that one. Um, elsewhere, and we had a tweet in from Carl Picknell saying, my love for Spurs started Boxing Day 87. I think Dad took me to White Hart Lane. Who did they play Boxing Day 87? Is that West Ham? No. 4 0 win, or is that the following year? No. They drew 0 0. Terry Fennett missed a penalty. Watford? No. Close. Luton or yes. Luton. 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 White Terry Hart Lane. Fennick. He said, We stood in the away end and w- as we went in, uh, the wrong entrance. If Terry Fennick was playing, any entrance was the wrong entrance. Fair enough, to fair enough. Uh, but yeah, Carl's also requested a song. We'll see if Pads plays that a little bit later on. Um, elsewhere, and yeah, just a quick one. I'll tell you what, we'll update you with what's going on in the Europa League. Chelsea have gone one goal up. Ross Barkley on the stroke of half hour. Malmo nil, Chelsea won. Of course, Arsenal were uh, the uh, the first time, first team ever to be beaten, first English team ever to be beaten out in Belarus uh, this evening. They've made history tonight. They've been beaten one 0 by Barte Borisov, Alexander Lacazette sent off for the Gunners as well. Celtic nil, Valencia nil, and uh, Sporting Lisbon nil. Villarreal one are the current scores. Half hour gone in those games. Who else has got a listener question? Uh, or. Preparation. Go on then. Chris, go on, go on, Chris Cowley. Go on, Labour. James of Suffolk. Can we? Could we? Win another double? It's possible. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. But um, yeah. well, you've got to take every every game as it comes, one at a time. Um, I think we're in a great position, as I said earlier. Um, you know, five points away from top of the Premier League. You know, chasing Liverpool, and Manchester City. Who would have thought at the start of the mm. season? Um, you know, after everything that's happened, we've spent no money, we're not in the stadium, blah, 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 all this uh, negativity, um, you know, at the start of the season and throughout, um, you know, five points away from big money spenders, Manchester City and Liverpool. Yeah. It's, you know, with, what, 12, 12 games to go in the Premier League. It's, it's one hell of a position yeah. to be in. And, you know, just take every game as it comes. Um, Burnley's next and, you know, just get the three points and let's just see what happens. And... You know, great, great position as well, you know, last night in the Champions League. Could you imagine if we did do either one of those two, mm. going into next season thinking the, the key here is not to make any signings, not to move back to White Hart yeah. Lane yeah. and get 37 players injured again yeah. and, and that's it. No, no pre-season at all. Yeah. I wonder if people would settle for that. <laughs> or they'd still be saying, you've got to be more ambitious than that. Yeah. So we got one here from Marcus Gonzalez. Great performance from the team, and Jan was exceptional, but how important was that save from Lloris at the end of the first half? It was a massive, massive save. Yeah. Credit to Juan Foyth, because it was, that was Zagadou, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Foyth just got half a little block, which, which took a little bit of the pace off the ball, but Hugo was still behind the line when he made mm-hmm. that, and having gone through a, a difficult season for Hugo, yeah. the last few weeks oh, he's been absolutely brilliant. back to his best. I mean, Leicester, Leicester, the number of saves he made... 
and he, he's made them in every single game lately and he's starting to get back to the, the goalkeeper that we know he is. He'll always have the distribution problem. There might always be that, that odd thing in him, but we're not suddenly getting asked the question, would Gazaniga have saved that every few game, minutes? So, uh, no, Hugo's, yeah. Hugo's role was huge last night. I thought I read something quite interesting, actually. It was um, So it was a thing on Reddit, actually, um, and it was kind of he, this guy who made a load of observations. He was sitting right near Poch and he was kind of listening to everything that he was saying. They were... He was kind of mentioning how they were getting really agitated towards the end of the half. Him and and, and Jesus Perez, um, they were kind of like something something's not right here, and they really could sense that um, you know that it was really swinging in Dortmund's favour towards the end of the half. Um, obviously, they made changes, so I think it just goes to show that obviously that Hugo Lloris save was absolutely massive because it right was really half time for as well. sure, for sure, and it was really at a stage you know where where Dortmund could have it quite easily have scored and. Um, you know, would have gone into the break at a completely different complexion. And it's not just last night, it was uh, the weekend as well, Leicester game, um, huge in, 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 you know, man of the match, really, uh, in that game. And um, it's just so, like you say, Jason, it's just so nice to see him back. You know, he's our captain, he's a leader, and if you are going to compete um, in the Champions League and the Premier League, you know, and, and try and win these competitions, it's at this time that is vital. It is yep. this time now that it is vital that every player plays out of their skin. And certainly when you've got key players like Deli Alley and Harry Kane out, everyone needs to step up. And it's just so good that um, Hugo Lloris is doing that at the moment. Yeah, yep. for sure. Uh, we are going to get... Uh, I'll tell you what, do you know what? We've got time for one. Anyone got a small one they want to they wanna chuck in? In fact, I'm going to ask you guys, how important is this break now? You know, there's there's a break till Burnley. Yeah. Um, on the 23rd. Yeah, so it's huge because you, you look at um, people like Hun Min Son. He was at the Asian Games. Mm-hmm. He's come back. He was absolutely knackered, very, very tired. He said in interview after interview, you know, he's very tired. Um, but he's he played four games. You know, they've all been at Wembley. Um, this period now, the time off, um, hopefully, you know, there's speak of Harry Kane coming back for Burnley, whether he's on the bench or not. Yeah. I, you know, I would have I thought that that would have been the case. Um, but it's time now for the the team to regroup and yeah. um, refresh and just have a, a, a good rest, really. Yeah, I think one thing, uh, the only thing I can kind of make out that's positive about the two injuries to Ali and uh, Kane, obviously two guys that were at the World Cup, had a very hectic season. I think that it's been great for them perhaps to have a rest. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure they've been working hard still, but um, to have had a rest from, from football for a bit and um, obviously these 10 days now, obviously... Um, both of them fairly close to getting back, so I think that obviously it'd be great that um, you know we'll be looking ahead to Burnley, hopefully with them to returning. I think psychologically it's huge that they've been out and the results have kept coming in, yeah. and, oh. and other members of that squad. You know, the, the, there's a course there's always that that feeling that without Kane, what are Spurs going to do? But the, the statistics with Spurs without 14 wins in 18 Premier League games and and into that game last night, it's huge, and and other players have all stepped up and, and there must be that feeling that the rest of the squad look around and think, OK, so Harry's not playing tonight, yeah. so what? Somebody else will come in, do the job. And that gives the whole squad huge, huge confidence in, in everybody else and those players that have come in. Lorente must be going home yeah. at the moment absolutely yeah. delighted with was, his performance, yeah, um, isn't he? Yeah, point, I know he really did a gesture towards Pochettino. It was a real thank you and Pochettino did, returned it yep. back to him. Um, but one thing I was wanted to say actually was um, in terms of grinding out the results, I think that 
that's one thing that Pochettino has really turned us into. You know, these sort of games a couple of years ago, we would ne- had no chance of won them. You know, like the the game where we, you know, we beaten Leicester. You know, we perhaps wouldn't have won that game. The same with Watford, we wouldn't have won that game a couple of years ago. And and people will say that um, what makes a good team is a team that can win when they're not playing well. And I think that that's exactly what we've been doing. And I think that that's just one thing I love about Pochettino and the th- that that's what he's done for us is that he's now helping us to win these games that perhaps we've not played so well, but we've won. And I think, yeah, real and, credit. And there's him. a lot. There's a lot this season. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Uh, let's take a pause. 8.42. Do you know what? After this, we're going to have one more request. One more song on the back of this break. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Thoughts on this one? Bit soppy for not you? Not for me. It's way too soppy, this yeah, is. not drill enough. No? <laughs> not drill enough. If Ricky Sachs is here, he'd be loving us. Ricky, I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> just on Valentine's Day, I just thought I'd just shout out Ricky Sachs and tell him I love him, you know? Just, uh, yeah. It's just emotional. <laughs> anyway, talking about cheese once again, uh, there's talk coming out that the the cheese yeah. room's been, uh, been, been canned. Yeah, yeah. didn't exist. What, what outrageous! I mean, what's the point of the stadium now? Like, yeah. I mean, genuinely, it would have been quite impressive if they had a cheese room. I mean, don't you mind? I'd only be in there to have the cheddar because I'm not really interested in anything else. But <laughs> they'll still be serving it, just just not in a in an in a dedicated room. Yeah, mm. in a fridge. Yeah, because that's what it was going to be. It was going to be like you know those walk-in fridges where you got like a restaurant and they got a walk-in fridge. It was just basically going to be one of them. You need to keep the cheese cool, don't you? Yeah. Should do for most of it. There you go. There you go. Uh, but can I just shout out Dustin, by the way, who called in last week? Because he actually sent me, uh, uh, he sent us all, I think, a picture of his grilled cheese sandwich last week. We don't <laughs> actually know what happened to Dustin. Um, he is still missing, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, Dustin, if you ever show up and if you listen to this, let us know what happened. Let us know what happened after you ate that grilled cheese sandwich last week. You said that you know your wife was concerned about the after effects of the cheese. Have you ever eaten cheese before bed, Jamie, from Daily Hotspur? I haven't eaten it before bed, but I, no, I, do, I don't mind. Uh, I think like goat's cheese is like my favourite one. Goat's cheese? Goat's cheese, goat's yeah. Upper middle. Upper middle. Paddy, what are you saying? <laughs> Paddy, Paddy's shaking. Is it? He's not happy with that. You're not happy with that. No, sorry, he's not happy with that. Sorry, Paddy. Sorry, no, I'm very sorry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's you know, a bit, yeah, out there, isn't it? That's well, the only cheese I like. I'm not, I'm not a huge cheese connoisseur. Chris Cowan, the cheese with the uh, the bits of onion or bits of cranberry oh. in it. No, are you talking <laughs> about like the the sandwich spread you get from no, Sainsbury's? No, no, no. no, no these I don't blocks. understand how that is cheese. You know, you know, like that sandwich filler you get with like it's like our oh, cheese and no, onion it's sandwich. It's not. It's a load of rubbish. It's, not, it's, it's normally at Christmas time, but I think they... they all, like all a year. Wensleydale? Yeah. I think... I don't know. Fesher on Montdor, mate. What Fesher is that? Fesher on Montdor. Beautiful, soft cheese. Have that at room temperature, it all starts to melt down. Lovely. Oh, delicious. Lovely. So it smells... I'm just, I'm just a mature cheddar kind of guy. Mm. Keep it simple. Mature cheddar. Lovely. No? 
If we're doing this cheese thing all the time, I'm going to have to start doing a bit of research. Do some research yeah, on cheese. Yeah, I'll, it's tell important. What, I'll tell you what, I have to get my mum to phone in because she is. Uh, you get your mum to phone in. Get she, your mum to phone in. Expert, so. Is she actually? She's a cheese expert. Yeah. Next week, I'll bring in a cheese board. There you go. <laughs> and we'll have a bit of cheese and wine <laughs> as we're doing oh, right, okay, it. So, right, like, you know, I'm, I come from a, um, I'd sort of say like a working class Asian background, yeah? And the first time I went to a, uh, a, like, a sort of former partner's house. Now you go for dinner with like the in-laws and all that. You take a bottle of um, Chateau Neuf de Pap, you know, with you. You whip that out. Yeah, Black your, Tower then. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Mateus wine or something like that. Just basically anything you can find in the bargain bin down the local office. Anyway, you've gone there, you've done all that. And, and, and you know, I've plopped the wine on the table. We haven't did dinner and all that. And, and suddenly after dinner, you're expecting like, you know, something good. In my family, dessert is a big thing. You know, dessert is a big thing. Your crumbles, your apple pies, your traditional Asian desserts as well. But no, they whip out a cheese board. And I'm looking at it as if to say, what do I do? And literally, I was just a bit like, what do I do? So I, I pretended I didn't eat cheese, which was really difficult because, you know, one of my favorite things is a che- an extra mature cheddar and onion sandwich. And so I couldn't ever have cheese in front of this partner. And uh, it was very difficult. But the same thing happened again at Derby County Football Club. Derby County Football Club. Championship Football Club at half-time to the press give you a cheese board. Wow. And I said to the former head of communications at Fulham Football Club, I felt really bad. I was like, Proxy, what do I do here? What do I do? And she just, she was like, mate, just dig in. I was just like, what does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? You know? I just, I've, I just don't understand. How can you have, like, instead of, like, dessert, how can you have cheese? Oh, Always choose the cheese board, mate. I'd, I'd love to see Ricky's face right now, listening to this. Ricky, he's like, not, not Ricky's probably again. S- R- Ricky's probably <laughs> sitting in front of a cheese board right now, pal. More than likely, more than likely. Anyway, his, his wife's sitting in front of the cheese board. Ricky's on Twitter looking for the new transfer story. Exactly, oh, exactly yeah. that. Uh, I tell you what, let's go for another listener question. Right, I'll go for Gel at Jail TM. Can we still f dot dot this up? Uh, we're Spurs, so of course we can. Yeah, um, yeah, th- this like mentality, you'd, you'd say not, but I can remember being 3-0 up against Inter not so long ago and losing 4-1 over there when Adi Bayor got us through on away goals. I can remember <sighs> remember qualifying for a cup final when we were what 3-0 up against Burnley or 4-1 uh, yeah, or something. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Lower division Burnley yeah, then. Yeah. And, and we ended up going through in extra time with Defoe and Pav scoring. So, you know, let, let's be fair about it. We have that Chelsea and Arsenal game, which will be two really tough games, mm. despite the fact that they're two poor sides. Um, and then we, we we go to Dortmund. Yeah. If Dortmund score first, they get the crowd going. Anything can happen. So it would be fantastic to score that, that early away goal and, and completely f- kill the tie off. But you're not a genuine Spurs fan. Is this, no. If there's not a little doubt no. in your mind, it could still go wrong. This is under Pochettino, though, and we don't have these... Spursy moments that you know people go on about under him. You know, is is uh, we're full of confidence under him, yeah. and uh, I, I cannot I cannot see that we'll muck this up. No. What's our biggest collapse under him? I suppose the two 0 at Chelsea uh, for the two two draw. Yeah, I'm trying to think of of anything mm. else where we've that, been two that, goals that, from. That, that's the great thing under him. Um, You're struggling to remember them exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. because there's so many good moments. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I think word of warning will perhaps be they're going to be a slightly different proposition uh, in Germany. Obviously, they're going to have, they were missing their, obviously we're missing our two key players, but they're missing their two key players in Royce and Alcacer. 
who are both the leading scorers in the Bundesliga or and their leading scorers. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly I think if they're going to have them back, that they are going to be a lot more um, of a threat, I think. So that'd be a warning. But um, at the same time, I mean, we've got uh, equally a big boost in, mm. in terms of Deli Ali um, and Harry Kane coming back. So I think we can be very confident. And uh, I think it's the crucial thing will be that first goal. If we can get that first goal, then uh, yeah, sure, we'll be setting ourselves well on the way. Well, we we beat them away last season in the in the group stages, yeah, very, so there's yeah. absolutely no reason no. why we can't do the same again. And and Sonny just loves scoring against them, yeah. so you know he's so, on fire. Sonny's customary goal against yeah. them. So. Nine in nine in eleven, he's now got against Amazing. Borussia Dortmund. So yeah, Fernando off the bench to to get the the goal that puts us through. Yep, and, and uh, it, oh, sorry, sorry, go on. No, go on, go on, go on. You go and, and how exciting now when you see Lorente coming on. What what have people used to be like before? You know, you see him coming on and you'd be like, oh. You have to and, divert that question and, to Jamie. And now, and now it's, you know, <laughs> yep. people are excited. Well, I'm, I know Jason's obviously going to love this subject, but just leading on, perfectly leads on to the next list of questions from uh, at Drew Stoll eight, uh, 89 uh, What a great result. What did you make of Lorente when he came on? Uh, he, he's been perfect back up to Harry Kane in his absence. Uh, does he deserve a year extension contract? I honestly don't see... Who else could be better to have a better impact than Lorente off the bench? Um, interesting. I mean, that, that's a big talking thing. I mean, I know he's just come out and mentioned that he'd love to come and sign a new contract at Spurs. I think a one-year deal. Um, I don't see why not. I mean, I, I have been critical of, of him over the past few weeks, but I, I did enjoy him previously uh, against the likes of, I think it was Burnley, Barcelona, um, I think at PSV, I think he came off the bench and, um, you know, he adds that different dimension to us. He kind of was, uh, I know he teed up Harry Kane against PSV. He was kind of played a big instrumental role in, in helping hold off the defender for the Burnley goal and, and did the same in, against Barcelona in helping us get that crucial goal. So I think that, you know, he really is, and you can't, you can't doubt his record. You know, he's scoring so many goals. So I think that, um, yeah, he's certainly doing the job. And I know, Jason, you're a huge fan of him. So. Well, I just said it all the time, didn't I? He'll come in and he'll score goals and contribute to wins, which is, which is all I want. Yeah. We may well get a better, a, a better, more pleasing on the eye, more mobile, whichever you want to say. But whether he'll have the impact that Laurenti has done and... Right. And you can criticise his, his style of play as much as you want, but you cannot deny that this is a bloke who's got a goal or assist every 65 minutes. And, and that's well. that's what you want. And exactly, people are saying, sign an experienced person that's won everything. Well, World Cup winner. A, a World Cup, a, a European Championships, League titles. You know, what more do people want? So he's done the business and he's coming at a vital time and he's made big contributions. Mm. And that's all I want from my backup player. We were we weren't gonna really gonna to touch on transfers, but we got a couple of minutes. Carlos Picknell has, uh, has tweeted in saying, "What's your thoughts on the rumours of Perisic and Suso joining in the summer?" Perisic is what thirty. Yeah. Get, he, the wage is crazy. Yeah. The wage is, I just get the feeling that's an agent, yep. an agent inspired type uh, link to us. I think because so. he was obviously linked with Arsenal, and then they were kind of saying that uh, he was really desperate for a Tottenham move. So yep. that that kind of story kind of suggests. Is that, that the same type of thing that Malcolm was? To, you know, was going to go to Arsenal. Wait, oh, but I want to go to Tottenham. Yeah, well, he's in. He's in. A, the thing is. Um, Perisic put himself in a difficult position because he's kind of um, he's kind of out of the uh, Inter Milan side at the moment just because he fell out a bit after trying to push for a move away. Um, and when you mess with a club like Inter, you're obviously going to get pushed out a bit. But um, yeah, I don't see Ivan Perisic. I mean, we mentioned you know he's not I think 30. thirty, so he's not kind of the player Pochettino looking to sign. The next the next player we sign, I just hope it's a, a young, hungry striker. 
We mm. need we we need a. I know we're talking about Lorente, mm. but we we need a striker, um, another striker, another option on the bench. Um, a, a you know a young hungry player. You know, Jack Clark from Leeds United. That's my shout. I think he's um, twenty. I think he is. We might be even younger. But um, uh, I've got a mate who who's a Leeds United fan, um, and and I've obviously put out links, and, and he's kind of said you cannot take him. He's an absolute. He's the next big thing, and um, I've seen him a couple of times. And uh, I, I was impressed. I, I the saw one. them when they played. I think they played Derby. Yeah, I think I yeah Derby I remember you mentioning was, that. Yeah, I, and I I hadn't seen anything of him before, no. and you just thought, wow, what a yeah. And and, and he looks at the other thing as well for being a. I think he's eighteen. I think that's all. I he think is. he's younger. I don't think he's twenty. I think yeah. But he looks, you know, his timing of runs and when to play an easy yeah. pass, when to do a trick, and that was he looks to have a real understanding yeah. to the game. So yeah, yeah, that, that's a player. But he had a he had a problem at the weekend, didn't he? Jack yeah, Clark. He, um, I think he collapsed on the bench I think something um, like that so I haven't yeah, heard not, anything not since not great but um, yeah, I, yeah I'm sure fingers I'm, crossed that's, that's I th- all I think, I think he's fine now so um, but yeah that's a player there you go Spurs going didn't your lot want Perisic or wasn't he linked well Marin- Mourinho wanted him Mourinho. Mourinho wanted him then again Mourinho wanted Toby Mourinho wanted everyone <laughs> didn't he and he <laughs> yeah. never got him 19.6 million is what it cost to terminate the contract as Jose Mourinho and uh, and his backroom staff that was announced in the uh, Man United Sorry. quarterly accounts today gents we've got 30 seconds left thank you very much for your uh, your contributions this evening what's, what's everyone up to for the rest of their Valentine's night Nothing, mate. Just, just nothing at all. Hopefully, the missus has got something cooked up for me when I get in. With a cheese board. With a cheese board. Chris yeah. Cowlin. Um, well, I don't know yet. Nothing. I'd probably homework. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got assignments soon, but uh, yeah, maybe some Moose Sissoko compilations. Fair maybe. play, fair play. <laughs> uh, thank you, Paddy, for for spinning those records tonight. Thank you for uh, for getting in touch. Just last word on Spurs on Love Sport Radio. Have a great week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.